welcome to our first episode of the Executive Leadership Podcast. Uh, my name is Cameron Singh, and I'm here with Travis Van Dusen. You probably know us from the Leadership Download. Uh, well, this podcast is going to be focused on more executive leadership content. So today's topic that we're talking about is no great leader ever developed a good reputation for firing people. Yeah, man, that's a mouthful, Cameron. But, you know, I think this is a good topic for us to really uh, start this new podcast out on. It's something that I think will, uh, it's something that everyone is struggling with on some level. You know, when I started train started training in leadership, the leadership space, it became very evident that, you know, one of the toughest issues for most leaders was what to do with the most difficult people on their team. You know, they struggled between the idea of letting them go or keeping them on the team or and possibly suffering the consequences, you know? So a lot of good leaders wrestled with these, this, this really just horrible situation of trying to remediate people or trying to bring, keep someone on the team, but oftentimes that would allow them to suffer and they would feel the pressure and off that pressure comes from your boss or the leadership above you to make those rapid decisions and, you know, what ends up happening in it is, you know, you get under that pressure of trying to make things happen or, you know, you're trying to meet deadlines. And what ends up happening is, is you end up firing people. Um, so really what we want to talk about today is what are some things we can do before things get to that point? Um, you know, we've discussed in, in the past and, you know, I think it's worthy bringing up now is just you know, oftentimes leaders wait to the moment when uh, things are have reached a breaking point to begin to address issues. We wait till we have this huge, huge pile of issues where it requires us to bring the dump truck in and the excavator in to, to, to clean it up instead of starting starting the you know, when we can actually use a shovel. So we want to be able to we want to be able to address these things early. So having these kinds of conversations is good. Yeah, Travis, you know. Oftentimes, we've seen leaders that, you know, they just uh, try to skirt around the topic. They don't try to tackle the difficult issues that um, need to be addressed. And eventually, like you said, it becomes so toxic. And, um, you know, we're going to hear proposed ways to help prevent that. And, you know, what equip you with the proper um, ideals here to help you you know, help you deal with these uh, situations head on so that it doesn't become where you're bringing out the excavator and trying to clean up uh, a huge mess. Yeah, so before we, you know, you make a decision to give someone the pink slip, you know, John Maxwell talks about there's really two questions we need to ask ourselves about the weak links on our team. Before we, before we make any major decisions, we have to ask ourselves two questions. And those questions are, number one, can they change? This really addresses their their ability. Do they have the ability? Do they have the capacity to change and make the necessary uh, adjustments to become successful? And the second is, will they change? You know, this deals with their attitude. Do they have a willingness to to have make the effort to really put in put in the work that is required of them? And if your answer is no to any either of these questions, then it's an easy it's an easy answer. It's time to move on. We must accept that as the fact that not everyone's there to be on the journey with us forever, forever. And we, and we begin to, we can really kind of make that decision quick. 
Yeah, and this is probably the most difficult thing that we have to do as leaders is when it's time to let go of a person. Um, oftentimes, it's not easy to do, and it's probably the most challenging of, of our jobs as leaders, but uh, sometimes it's for the best of the organization that we're working for or the entity that we're representing. Yeah, I mean, and if the answer is yes to both these questions, then you we have an obligation to to take the persons through the, through the proper steps to give the individual a chance to grow and meet the expectations. You know, the biggest mistake leaders make is taking too much time to begin having the proper conversations that are necessary to start the remediation process. If the team member's willing and they're and they're able to, then there's a couple of steps we want to take you guys through. Um, very briefly, uh, that, that begins to kind of help you go through that process of re remediation. And, you know, like I said, these are things that we want to address on the front on the front side. When someone first begins to fail, when someone first starts to deviate off course, we begin to have the con those conversations with them then, not after the major blow up, not after the major failure has happened. And, you know, the company has had a major a major service failure do we begin to have these, these conversations? Because at that point, we're usually in a situation where we're pressured to terminate or we're pressured to, we're pressured to make more rapid decisions. So let's get on the front end of this and, and do it while we still have time to change the situation. Yeah, so the first step you, you wanna take is meet privately ASAP to discuss their behavior. And this is important to do um, because I've often experienced this myself as where uh, a boss comes up and tries to have this coaching or uh, this type of difficult conversation in public, which you never want to do. Uh, so that's that's one point there. And then having this conversation ASAP, meaning not waiting a couple days to have the conversation just because you might be busy, but this is probably at the top of your priority to have this conversation. Um, so meeting privately and having this conversation ASAP to discuss their behavior is very important. And the second, the second thing we want to do is we want to ask for their side of the story. You know, oftentimes there's there's more to the story than we we originally see or or can and can understand. So when we go into these situations, I like to use words like from my point of view, from what I can see, this is where you're failing. From where I can see, from my point of view you know, you're not meeting the expectation because when you say, hey, you know, if you walk into a room and you say, hey, you're not meeting the expectation, you're failing, you're, you know, if you don't turn, if you don't change X, Y, Z, we're going to have to let you go. That type of conversation really doesn't uh, work because oftentimes there's other factors going on in the situation. There's other things going on behind the scenes. There's other, maybe there's resources or tools that are, that they're lacking. So, once you once you begin to address the behavior, there's a moment where you pause and now you're allowing the, the, the person on the other side of this conversation to then provide their feedback and give their side of the story. Many times, many times I have been able to figure that really I was missing pieces to the story until I began to start unpacking this individually with everyone on the team that was having issues. Once I started to get the full story, then I got a bigger picture of what was going on. And, and sometimes, not every time, but sometimes you find out that they're not really the problem. So make sure we give that those people 
ample time to share their side of the story. And this is where you start listening because you don't want this to be a one-way conversation where it's you're putting down the, the team member that you have uh, that you're having the conversation with. You want to be able to hear them out, listen to what other factors are involved. And I think that way the conversation uh, turns into more of a discussion and you're able to have the opportunity for uh, the person that you're talking to is um, to feel like they're being heard. Because I think that's that's the, probably the most important is making sure that the person you're talking to is uh, being heard. Yeah, absolutely. After that, we really want to then move to, to point number three, which is we want to lean into try to come to a place of agreement. You know, now that you have stated, you know, the behaviors that need to be fixed, the, the, the things that are causing issues, you've allowed them to share their side of the story. At this point, we, we begin to come to that agreement before we can move forward with someone in the coaching process. And as all leaders were coaching, when, when we're talking about this process, this is the coaching process of coaching an employee through um, a challenging situation. And when we're, when we're doing this, when we're moving through these challenging situations, we want to understand that after we have addressed them, we, we have to come to an, a point of agreement that, yes, I am failing in this area. If we can't get to that, none of, that, none of that, the rest matters. Oftentimes, I've seen leaders come in and, and begin to address an employee and and aggressively go after them and asking them to, you know, put a plan together to fix the problem, but they didn't believe they had a problem. So, the, so there was, yeah, the communication was giving, hey, you're failing, but there was no communication, there was no agreement made. So therefore, really, all that was happening was just conflict. It was conflict with no, no resolution of agreement of saying, yeah, I agree with you, I could do better there, or yes, I have been struggling in this area. So at this point, we want to come to agreement. So, and then the fourth one, you know, we, we set out the future course of action with a deadline. At this point, we begin to discuss, uh, you know, what's the game plan? What, you know, how, what are we going to do to change the behavior, to change the action, to move things in a new direction? What things need to change? What support mechanisms do you need to move forward? And then we do that with a deadline. You know, oftentimes I've also seen people that get to this point where they're like, okay, we need these things to change. Please change. And that's it. You have to set deadlines into the future where you're going to go back and you're going to follow up on these things. Anything that's put on a, a, a any expectation that's put out there, anything that's put, um, put out there that does not have a deadline will not be taken seriously. There has to be a follow-up date. Yeah, and, and some examples of this could be, uh, depending on what the employee is having uh, performance issues with or underperforming in, it's it could be maybe uh, a check-in every other day for five, 10 minutes just to see how they're performing in that area. Could be something that happens on a weekly basis, um, but it's very important to lay out what the next steps are in order for this individual to show improvement. Because if you don't, then that person is not gonna know coming out of the conversation um, what I need to do next to show improvement. Um, so definitely set deadlines, set those milestones, set those check-ins uh, and, and talk about whatever that, that issue is. 
Absolutely. And lastly, and this is very important, and this is oftentimes what our, um, you know, our team members don't feel is we have to validate the values of the, the value of the person and express our commitment to help them. And, you know, if we don't, if, if all we do is point out issues and, and help them build a plan, and, but we don't throw our full support behind them, and asking them, okay, where can I support you? You know, where, how can I help you? I believe in you. You know, going back up to our first two questions, you know, is do, do they have the capacity and are they willing to make the proper changes? And, and, and if you're saying yes to those things, that means you believe they have the ability to change. A lot of times we need to let our people know that, that, hey, I believe you have the ability to change. Therefore, I'm willing to invest my time, effort, and resources into, into you to help you get to where you need to go. If we don't do that, oftentimes people feel like you're just, you're just checking a box to eventually be able to terminate them. But when they see that you're, you're willing to put that, you put, you know, put your money where your mouth is and your time, where your time and effort there as well, then it really begins to separate you as a leader. Yeah, this is very critical, Travis, because, you know, you have to, as a leader, ensure you are equipping your team members properly with the proper tools and resources needed so that they can be, be successful in their roles. And um, you have to truly validate and value your team member to, to, to be their champion, to be that leader that they can rely on. And so their first instinct is not oh, I, I might as well just quit because I probably don't belong. But you as a leader have to validate that they truly belong on this team and you are going to be there to help support them and really hold their hand along the journey. Because the reality is you're probably going to spend more time with your difficult team members than anything else. But that's the most critical thing to do um, in, in your job as a leader is because that's where you're going to see change in a person. And I know mean, there'll be times when the person just doesn't want to change, but as long as you did your part and um, you ensure that you try to equip them with the proper tools and resources. You know, sitting down and telling people where they stand is not, is not an easy, but it's necessary. You know, once we've gone through the process and have arrived at an agreed upon deadline, we need to ask one question. And I love this question. If I needed to hire an, a new person, knowing what I know now, would I hire this individual? I love this question. I want to repeat it one more time. If I needed to hire new people, a, a new person, knowing what I know now, would I rehire this individual? And, and, and here's at that point. So we've gone through this remediation process. We've arrived at the deadline. Now we're asking ourselves this question. And it's a very, there's a very simple answer to this, right? There's no smoke and mirrors here. If the answer is yes, you keep them. If the answer is no, you let them go. But now you can let them go knowing that you've made the proper effort to, to try to uh, get them up to expectation. And if the answer is maybe, you reevaluate them in three months. You know, as leaders, we owe it to the, to the rest of our team to make these tough choices. At the end of the day, this is what we get paid for. 
And, and, and you know, as we kind of wrap up here, I'll, I'll make note of just one thing. It's just as we talk so much about uh, retention in the rank and in, in our companies right now and the challenges that we're facing with keeping and retaining the, the people in our workforce, nothing is nothing hurts a workforce. Nothing hurts a group worse than, than a leader that is allowing people to stay on the team that do not need to be there. You know, nothing hurts, nothing hurts a team more than, you know, a leader who is unwilling to address these tough issues. So as, as leaders, we, we, we have to consider all of these things as part of our retention process. People don't want to go through, um, they, don't, they don't want to come to work and have to deal with these kinds of difficulties. They expect us as leaders to be the ones who make these tough decisions. Cameron, final thoughts? Yeah, oftentimes these are the dip, most difficult conversations that we can have. And it's um, probably the most difficult aspect of our job as leaders is to hold people accountable and have these conversations. But the key to it is really engagement. It's the key to it is engage with your team member and continue to engage with them. Because if we just leave them alone, let them do their thing and don't reel them reel them into our office and talk to them and have have those conversations that are needed in a timely fashion it's going to create honestly a toxic culture and i've seen that happen in several different environments and i'm sure you have travis too it's when the person just no one holds that person accountable is they keep it 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 just gets worse so it's good to be proactive have those conversations as soon as you can, and you do what you can as a, a leader of that team member. And um, in the end, it's truly up to them. Absolutely. Well, guys, we thank you so much, as always, for joining us today on our very first episode of the Executive Leadership Podcast. Um, as always, you know, we will be streaming this on all the platforms, podcasting, wherever you uh, view our content. If you w- want to find out more about what we're doing and different uh, endeavors, uh, check us out at tcadvisorygroup.com. And um, we've got a lot of exciting things coming down, coming down the uh, pike in the next couple of months. So we look forward to serving you guys and adding value to you. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode.